0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: Hey, everyone, and welcome into Attacking Third, CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Carlin, And NWSL analyst and broadcaster for CBS Sports. We are chatting NWSL recap tonight. Welcome to the live recap show. Quick reminder before we get into everything, go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube so that you never miss out whenever we go live. And we're also podcast. So follow, like, download so that you never miss out on a single episode. The World Cup is just under a month away, so make sure you are subscribed, that you're following, and that you download Attacking 3rd for all of your 2023 Women's World Cup content, because we got it all for you down the stretch as we're building up to the World Cup. And that starts with some final NWSL play. We're going to talk about what it means for certain players across the league to have participated in Week 13, some games that we are just coming off fresh uh, as the final whistle blew. Lisa, I'm glad to do this with you again, as always. How are you doing tonight? Good. Um, I know it's a little late
2: for me. I'm like pre- tired, but you know, excited after that last game, Angel City, Houston, because. It got me freaking riled up and ready to go um, and chat with you about this. So thanks, everyone, who's who's with us live on YouTube right now. Uh, we see you. We see you in the chat. Keep talking to us. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to know everything. Um, yeah, a lot to dive in. I have to circle back, though, Sandra. We, we talk a little bit at the beginning here. For those that didn't listen to our preview episode, Sandra celebrated her birthday
1: on Thursday last week and this weekend. So did you have a good birthday weekend? I gotta say I had a pretty awesome birthday really? weekend. It it got kicked off the right way because I said so, I started celebrating it here on a three. I was like, let's go in the morning, let's do our our preview show, like, let's get it in. And um, everyone was so kind and sweet and sent lots of uh, birthday wishes. So. Thanks, everyone, for the best wishes, because they came true. I had a great weekend.
2: I just Um, keep putting putting you on the spot. I just keep putting you on the spot. It's amazing. Um,
1: I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But no, thank you for for checking in. It was just, it was, look, chill vibes. I'm a pretty chill person. Um, I was like, I just want a little bit of cake, want some tacos, want some friends, want some family. And It was like, check, 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 check. It's all, it all got checked off. So um, thanks, everyone. Appreciate it. And I'm happy everyone's here tonight to to talk about uh, NWSL action. We, um we have a little bit of a theme that we're going to go with here. I don't know if folks are aware, uh, you know, there was a, a full slate of games this weekend. So maybe you were only able to catch a couple of games. Maybe you were like me and Lisa and able to catch every single one, mm-hmm. but week 13, the category is dog. So <laughs> dying an obvious goal scoring opportunity weekend. And boy, did the games serve. Let's start with the game that is probably most Fresh on everyone's mind, if you're joining us tonight, Angel City FC versus Houston Dash. This one ends in a zero-zero 0 scoreline. Lisa, I don't think you and I had this predicted as a scoreless draw at all. No. no, we
2: both actually had Houston getting a win on the road in Los Angeles against Angel City. Um, and that's not at all how this game was going throughout <laughs> it either. As, as I'm watching this game unfold through and the clock tick down, I'm like – Angel City's gonna score. They're gonna score. They're gonna any score. Minute.
1: Yeah. Any any minute, any second now. Yeah, same, same energy. I uh I gotta I guess we gotta give it to Houston a little bit. This is a yeah. second, a second consecutive week where they found themselves playing an extended period of time. Down a player. Okay, we get another opportunity or another moment here across week 13 where there is a red card issued. VAR comes into play to double check and make sure that everything was was lined up on on the on the screen but there's a foul that occurs between Katie Lynn, Sydney Larue and you could hear a fan reaction, you can even so you could see a little bit in the body language of Houston Dash players as well like oh no, a yellow card is issued and then of course the center official getting the radio feed in the air to check it out, goes under that Gatorade towel, comes back, rescinds, issues the red, because what they saw on the screen was a clear and obvious, uh, you know, denial of an obvious uh, goal-scoring opportunity. So we get a second consecutive week here where a center back is issued a red card for Houston, and now there's a huge chunk of game that these players have to try to come back through. That
2: happened in in just before the one hour mark of this match. The 58th minute is when Lind gets sent off um, after the scenario unfolded. Um, But the way that this unfolded, I mean, it was dog. So I think it was denying of an obvious goal scoring opportunity because um, the second to last defender being back is if you take out a player at this point and it's Sydney LaRue who gets the start plays significant minutes for Angel City the entirety of the game including stoppage time at the end of it a huge factor and a force for this Angel City side um she gets goal side of Katie Lynn and she gets a step on Lind, and that's why it, this is dog so and that's why she ultimately gets a red card because LaRue is ahead of Lind. Um, and she has to take her down in this situation. So it was Natalie Jacobs last week, Katie Lind this week. And, and we talked about it in the preview for Houston without Jacobs. How are they going to look? Who was going to slot into that center back role? Was it going to be Allie Price? Actually, we saw Sam lady head coach for the dash switch everything up. He went with 4 three, four, three. So he decided to change formation and change structure uh, because they didn't have Natalie Jacobs. Now, I mean, uh, this is, like, almost looking too far
1: ahead. What the heck are they going to do without Katie Lynch? Oh, my goodness. I don't think that's looking too far ahead at all. That's, like, uh, I think both of us, right, that was, like, our immediate reactions is we're like, okay, so what's what's going to happen? We'll
2: get Jacobs back. Yeah, right? I guess we're just going to rotate. But, I mean, I honestly, I think we'll see a 3-4-3 again with Jacobs just slotting in. So it was... Sophie Schmidt, who's usually the defensive midfielder for Houston, she dropped back as a center back alongside Prysock and Lynn. Yeah. Um, honestly, now I think we're going to see the same thing. It's going to be
1: I, I'm Prysock, Schmidt and Jacobs. I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, look, we have to we have to look ahead a little bit with something like this because it's it, tomorrow is June 26, and that is the final date. For international players who will have uh, World Cup responsibilities with their respective national teams and players are going to be released to those individual uh, national teams and Sophie Schmidt is one of these players on the dash who are representing Canada. Wasn't like even thinking about like that. it. Be right. And it's and it's like we have to think about that because <laughs> yeah. if we just saw this scenario tonight, what, what is that gonna mean for, for the for week 14 for them? I yeah. guess we'll have to stay tuned. I, mean, I have to ask you this though. At least they're not playing Angel City again because man,
2: you can okay. you would bet that if these two teams hit the field again, Angel City's getting a win.
1: Listen, when we did the preview of this game, we I both went Houston and they had another, they had the, the first performance where they were down a player, 10 players, they had to go a whole half. And for me, I was like, what an excellent, gutsy performance. It was, a for me, I was like, this is the kind of a little bit of a, of a statement win that maybe doesn't necessarily put the uh, league on notice, but it definitely does something for your locker room. You're going up an- another top you know, against the top table team in O.L. Reign. They have to play an extended period of time with only 10 players. They're doing it in Houston where they had terrible time. I mean, we're talking like soggy mess of a time because of the heat that both teams were dealing with. And it's that kind of performance where you just sort of find yourself in that moment and you have to dig a little bit deeper into your reserves Mm -hmm. to try to squeak something out. And they do this. They get a result but now they're on the road I know, and they're down a player against Angel City. And I'm sorry, if you are trying to leapfrog into that upper half of the table, this is a team on your calendar that that you need to look at and say, we're going to go out there and handle some business. And it didn't happen for them this week. It didn't happen, but honestly, I mean. Zero shots on target for Houston in this game right now.
2: I know. I mean, we look silly for picking them because, honestly, Angel City dominated throughout this. They they had shots for ricocheting off the post. They looked like they were ready to run at this. We talked so much about that this was the last game for World Cup players leaving. And specifically, you look at some of the U.S. internationals and Alyssa Thompson and Julie Ertz, both yeah. with Angel City. Um phenomenal games from both of those players. Earths almost getting on the board at the end of at yeah. the end of this Angel City game, throwing your body on the line. That right. Like that's that's what you want to see from your midfielder with Angel City. I think Alyssa Thompson had a had a very good game. It's no reason that she's going to the World Cup. Um it's obvious, right? When you, you watch her play and watch this game unfold, it, this game was good. A great way to end week 13, a great way to close out June in the NWSL competition. Um, despite it being zero zero, there was a lot of drama, there was a lot of good opportunities. Uh, Clarice LeBeon having a the, t- the closest one for right. Angel City, ricocheting it off the post. Um, You could tell she was frustrated with it, too, as soon as uh, the ball went off the post and it didn't find the back of the net, frustrated with herself. She wanted that uh, to be the the difference maker for Angel City, but it wasn't. Um, I think two claps for Becky Tweed, frankly. Uh, she's turned this team around and done really good things with Angel City in the last couple of weeks. Is the shine going to wear off?
1: I mean, I think we saw it a little bit with with Kansas City Current, right? They had the jolt early on the season, and they looked a little bit different. And um, but I don't know, I like I like the response that we're yep. um, witnessing from Angel City. It, you know, they, in, in in light of losing their coach and working with interim and Becking Tweed, um, I, I think they're also going to be they're they're also going to feel a little bit hard done in, in this game in the sense where they kind of were working against themselves at a certain point. Sometimes when you get that player advantage, maybe your eyes get a little big. Right and 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 maybe it got to the point where it was so big that they weren't able to to execute those opportunities. I'm very curious as to how the final numbers are going to look out of this game. I mean, it just ended. We're do, we're going live. We're recapping the game. I'm curious if. If that ends up being if that ends up being staying true, if, if Houston exits this game with an actual zero shots on target, you know, I think sometimes it takes a little while for that stuff to, to filter through. But it, it didn't look pretty for As them. Right and now, it only, it's and still it, zero. <laughs> and it only got worse down the, down the stretch. I, I mean, um, again, curious to see kind of where they where they build off of, uh, you know, off and- of this moving forward.
2: And uh, I mean, we're talking uh, about Angel City and the fact that Houston, uh, Angel City held Houston to no shots. Um, but I, also, you have to look at the the shutout that Jane Campbell was a- able to keep for this Houston Dash side. She had a tremendous game, um, a couple of tight saves that. They had to go to VAR. Did she touch it? Did she tip it? That's how close they were. Um, Jane Campbell played a really good game, and then she broke another record for the most saves. Uh, that'll continue to happen for her throughout this season and with this Houston dash side. Really good game from Campbell, and this was an exciting one to end the night.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, look, we're keeping an eye on, on players who are um, going to eventually depart their teams, but we saw Alyssa Thompson come out of this game with what it looked like cramping. Um, we we saw we got another we got another view of the of the hot shot for cramping did you know yeah. didn't have didn't look like she had a good time there trying to to take that but she comes out of this game um with a World Cup on the horizon. Julie Ertz getting a game where she plays extended minutes. Um, how do you feel about these two players? Do they feel you, like? Do they mm-hmm. look like players who are just ready to go yeah, and, and run and gun and in a World Cup?
2: Yes. I mean, you look at Julie Ertz and and the physicality of her play tonight for Angel City, um, throwing her body on the line in the final minutes just to try to get a shot on frame. Um, Her fitness level was very, very high as well, which is something that you want to see and maybe was a bit of a question mark um, as she was looking to build up physicality getting back into this game. But she, she played great tonight, frankly. I think you look at Ertz and Thompson and they're ready to go. They're packed. They're getting on the plane and, and they're feeling good.
1: I I uh I like that uh Julie Ertz was active in every which shape or form, yeah. winning the ball or breaking lines. I think it kind of looked like the type of form that you wanted to see from this player going into the World Cup after such an extended absence from the pitch. And you could sort of see Thompson trying to work through and say, just stretch it out, I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. But good call from Tweet to say, you know what? Just get out it's of here. You not- covered a lot of ground. Let's go. We've got forwards. We'll get in Katie Johnson. Uh, yeah. I mean, what's so? What's the thing? We got the hot shots now for the <laughs> the dehydration,
2: a banana. We can always revert back to a banana. Right. The mustard packs, those are gross, but sometimes they work. Pickle juice. Like, let's get some pickle juice for the young gal.
1: Yeah. You know, so. nothing wrong with a little bit of dill. You can, you can, you can, you can change it up if you don't like something or that. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. Uh, they split the points zero, zero for these two teams. Uh, Houston still on the outside looking in. Angel City still struggling to get a little bit higher in the standings here. Um, Let's uh, pivot a little bit. We're going to stay with the dog-so category, but we're going to talk about another game in which a red card occurred. Let's talk about two top table teams going head-to-head, though. San Diego Wave versus O.L. Reign. It continues. Laura Harvey getting the better. Casey Stoney, a win for the Reign. Two to one. I liked this game.
2: Yeah, this, this <laughs> was a lot of fun. Of course, the drama that happened in, in the dog. So category, cause that's why we've organized them as this structure throughout, um, this episode right now. And and that's exactly what happened. Caitlin Sheridan goalkeeper, um, for San Diego, Wave, getting a red card and being sent out. Now it was at the very tail end of the game. So, um, San Diego not having to play down a player as as much as Houston did this weekend, but um, still an opportunity where Elise Bennett, forward for O.L. Reign, was putting pressure on Sheridan, and Sheridan, who – is uh, not only one of the best goalkeepers in the world, Canadian international gold medalist, um, one of the best goalkeepers with her feet, especially in the NWSL. There's a lot of top talent, but Sheridan truly becomes an 11th field player for her team um, with the Wave. And and we see her being involved in the buildup of a play at almost every single time San Diego has it, whether she's getting assists, whether she's helping between Kaylee Real and Naomi Garma, the two center backs for San Diego. Um, And in this moment, Sheridan is confident and comfortable on the ball, which she should be. And I think Elise Bennett was a bit faster than Sheridan uh, maybe anticipated because Sheridan takes a first touch. It's a half first touch. And before you know it, Elise Bennett's all over her. And Kaylin Sheridan has to tackle. She doesn't win it. It, it, Elise Bennett doesn't win the ball and, and go to goal, but. Sheridan steps in as the last defender. That's a red card. Denying of an obvious goal scoring opportunity. You're down a man and, and you go from there.
1: But I love that from Bennett. I was like, what a, what a brilliant, smart play by this player. It was wonderful. Just sophomore season. um, You, 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 you love to see that from young players, uh, this kind of just poacher mentality and kind of forcing uh, the issue. And yeah, I did come at, at at the later stage, which maybe we talk about how things kind of got to a boiling point. There was some, there was some chirping going on oh, yeah. um, in, in this match. And it was, look, it was a game. I think that was mostly, mostly controlled um, by all right. And in, in, in my opinion, in terms of yeah. like how I viewed things, but, you know, getting on the scoreboard early in this one, Excellent, excellent assist from Quinn. You see them lob this ball to Balser, who is just clinical on headers. Uh, They get the early... Uh, Lead just eight minutes into this game. And um, then it's just kind of large stretches of maybe some leveling out of the play. And then we really see this second half where things kind of, kind of heat up um, between these two sides. Uh, Completely. I mean, yeah, the opening goal from Bethany Balser,
2: of course it's scored with her head inside the 18 yard box. I mean, those are like her top tier stats and how she's able to do that. Quinn, you're exactly right. They play a beautiful chipped ball into Balser inside the box. And that's how, things get rolling for ol rain and, and you're right it did kind of um even out i would say throughout the end of the first half but 47th minute just two minutes into the second half it's jaden shaw the young superstar linking up with uh, the goat alex morgan right headed to a world cup roster we talk about that rub and and how it rubs off even if you're going to your fourth one like alex morgan it still rubs off she gets the assist on the equalizing goal from Jaden Shaw just two minutes into the second half. I mean, Morgan on on the flanks, and she cuts it back with her left foot. Um, it's, it's a great goal. It's an insane goal from Jaden Shaw. I mean, she's so good. It is so fun to watch Jaden Shaw play. I can't wait. I can't wait for more of that.
1: I was curious if it was a type of goal where it was just gonna completely kind of mm-hmm. um, shift the momentum, uh, you know, a bit for, in in the way's favor, and and it did perhaps because it comes so it comes so early, yeah, in, in the second half, uh, uh, and you're just kind of like, oh, Green you know was still,
2: like tying their shoes from halftime at this point,
1: yeah, like, and, you, you're, and I'm kind of like, all right, well, you know what, this is gonna be the moment where maybe, you know, they kind of capitalize on this and they they get back into this and maybe they, you know play to the to the home field advantage and 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 try to try to get it but the rain had like completely um just stole that momentum back like this uh, you could just see like with with san diego and these moments of trying to to wait for the pressure to come to them i think it kind of came back and bit them a bit because we've got an all rain side that has Sofia Huerta, who is like, okay, well, give me the ball. I'll just I'll just keep advancing as much as, as I want. Yeah. And I and I loved this so much. And we're talking about players having excellent games before they depart for national team camps ahead of the World Cup. And Sofia Huerta with a monster, monster game, yeah. just showing, like, all the reasons why she likely got selected for uh, this national team. Serves up the assist on the game winner to Balser, and it is served up on a platter. My favorite part about this isn't it so, even it isn't even so much that it was just like this lovely lob. Not only does she get it, she gets it around the tallest field player on the pitch, closing in on space. You see Taylor Korniak no. trying to defend away from Sophia Huerta. And Sophia Huerta just says nope and gets this ball into Balser, and they connect for the game winner. It was delightful yeah. and it ties her for most assists in the league with 31 awesome Hopefully, stuff. yeah, I mean,
2: 31 assists from a, an, an outside back most recently, right? That's where we've seen where to play under Laura Harvey. Um, yeah, this goal, you're exactly right. It was wonderful. The final 15 minutes of the game closing out, uh, that's two for Balser. Brace on the day, two with her head. Where to get the assist, um, of course, kudos to to those players, and I echo everything you said about where to getting the call up to the national team and going to her first World Cup, but um, there, as you mentioned, after the equalizer at the start of the second half for San Diego, um, there wasn't as much of a momentum shift as I wanted. OL Rain really took control of the game. I think a lot of credit needs to go to Ziara King. This forward for yeah. Laura Harvey was all over the pitch and she's yeah. not on the stat sheet. That that's, She wasn't contributor to the goal, but she draws defenders away, which gives Balser more space on the pitch. Um, she's constantly moving. King is all over the pitch for O.L. Reign during this game. It was really fun to watch her play and kind of bounce in and out of these spaces, look energetic and, and ready to go. Um, I mean, for O.L. Reign to get this win, it, it's a good one. You and I both had draws for this game. We thought <laughs> – it was going to end score or end um, splitting the points, but I, it almost did. Honestly, Amir Ali and had an opportunity. Oh my to goodness! Go that um, Ali should have finished that. She you know, is a through ball from Alex Morgan who and Amir Ali gets on the end of it. When Alex Morgan's setting you up like that, it's it, you got to put it on frame. You got to put it on frame.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with you. I, th- I think the other side of, of that of it too is what we're looking at these players having. You could see that they're having these like kind of just fun, um, Mm -hmm. kind of more free type of performances. It sort of feels like a weight's been lifted a little bit. It's like they know they've been named to the roster. Let's go. Um, But I think the other side of that is we're looking at we're getting glimpse of players um, who will likely have an impact for their teams in the absence of these players. There's not going to be a ton of regular season games because there's going to be a break for the World Cup, but there's still Challenge Cup um, that will be played during uh, stretches of this World Cup. And I'm looking at players like Ali, who will likely be called upon to try to, you know, make sure that San Diego stay competitive um, in those in those games. So I think this is these are the also the performances that we're looking for um, as well. Jaden Shaw, right, possibly you know, another player. So we'll we'll definitely keep an eye on that uh, moving forward. But rain looking like a team that refuses to fall out of the upper half of the table. And, and, um, and at the end of this
2: one, I mean, uh, we're talking about the world cup break and everything. Kaylin Sheridan does get a red card. So oh, to come back, I mean, it's not going to happen, right? She's Sheridan's going to the Olympics with Canada yeah so it'll be a few months down the road that when you come back yeah (laughs) Yeah. so they're gonna keep track of that one and make sure that sheridan doesn't play in in the next game she's available for that's
1: so oh my oh my goodness maybe they'll forget about it who knows we'll see (laughs) we'll we'll, we'll find out. stay tuned and you should stay tuned with us because you know what? we've got more games uh to recap with you all so stick with us we're gonna take a quick break another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check All right, let's keep it rolling. Let's keep up with the recaps. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. If you're just here after the break, we're going to talk about Portland Thorns versus Washington Spirit, and I'm so excited to get your thoughts on this game, Lisa, because this was the game. Match of the weekend. It kicked it off. This was Friday night after dark. Portland Thorns hosting Washington Spirit. They're the winners in this one. Four to two, we got treated to six delicious goals in this game, and we had a ton of players that we were all keeping an eye on for all sorts of World Cup reasons, but even players we talked about and bringing the preview on here a little bit, players who we were looking at to maybe have some statement moments. We were looking at Ashley Hatch, how she was going to respond in a game like this after the roster being out officially to the public and her not being named to that how was she going to perform in this game? Well, she had a goal in this game. But so did some uh so did some others and we have to absolutely I think start with Sophia Smith in this one because what a absolutely Holy cow. maddening game from this player.
2: 3 goals from Sophia Smith that brings her league total to 10. She's leading the golden boot race um by by a number by 2 over Caroline at this point a hat trick for Soph in this game. Um, She starts off the scoring for Portland Thorns and and gets things going early in the 11th minute. Um, And at that point, I was like, wow, it's the fourth straight game for Sophia Smith with a goal for Portland Thorns. She does it with three, four defenders around her breaking through and... And this is, again, against a Washington Spirit team, a Washington Spirit defense specifically. You're looking at Sam Staub. You're looking at Tara McKeown, who we've been praising on attacking third. Mark Parsons has been praising the league, has. That's why Washington was number one heading into this game at the top of the standings. Um, but, I mean, you can't stop Sophia Smith when she goes that hard. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was goodness. unbelievable to get this opening goal outside of the box, multiple defenders on her. She gets the shot off and – and it's past Kingsbury, um, her her U.S. international teammate at that point. However, the response—that's what. I mean, there's so many different factors that made this game tremendous. Of course, Sophia Smith, but Ashley Hatch responds two minutes later, um, less than two minutes later, equalizing for Washington spirit. It's Ashley Sanchez, who's also very involved in this play. It looks like the ball's going to run over the end line. um, And and Sanchez makes this diving run. puts her body on the line and just sends the ball back into the mixer right in front of the goal. Ashley Hatch is there, and, and she's able to get on it and find the back of the net, and that's the that's the poed attitude we we thought we were going to get from Ashley Hatch, um, and we did because she gets this equalizer on the assist from Sanchez, and then it, it just keeps going, it keeps going back and forth from there, where uh, Sophia Smith gets another one before the halftime.
1: It was it was end to end, honestly. Yeah. Look, but I, I it just sort of felt like you saw with how. The game got started and just the the level of play on both sides of the ball. It just, right from the first whistle, we're like, just sort of had this moment, I think, where everyone watching collectively were like, this is going to be a very special game. Um, Yeah, shout out to James Miller saying, Smith runs through players, like, they're not even there. Yeah, because we saw them, right? They weren't like phantom ghost players. We saw this on the stream. And Sophia Smith is just like slicing and dicing, not through one, not through two, but three, four, five defenders. And then she does it again again for her
2: second goal on the night, the 22nd minute. Um, It's her second shot from outside the box. It was an early strike on a breakaway that Smith had where, um, the counter press for Portland was working really well against Washington's shaky back line at this point. Um, and it, throughout the first half, Sophia probably had like three or four chances of breakaways and she finished two of them. So 50% out of four chances, like that's pretty good considering considering all opposition um, has your name on their scouting report and, and ready to go.
1: I love that. Um, I love her, her third goal. Yeah. Of the, of the evening, I, I know it wasn't like the first two. We're talking about how they were just like these delicious breakaways. Like we we get to witness her, uh, you know, her soccer IQ, her 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 quick thought in terms of like, let me just get on this ball, turn these defenders, and go. But this sort of lobbed up moment from Hinasegida into the box, she just takes like half a touch before she just like completely puts all of her strength behind a left-footed shot. But it's the response goal, right? Because we're also talking about how it was a little bit back and forth at moments, and we we get that, that response goal from Ashley Hatch that was assisted by Sanchez. And then going into the second half early, here comes the spirit, and Sanchez gets an equalizer. So this game is level at this point. And Sophia Smith's hat trick ultimately is a game winner, technically. And... It's also a response because it's like you have Sanchez's equalizer in for 46, and just a couple of minutes later, you have Sophia Smith with the 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 go ahead goal again. And Morgan yeah. we puts it on ice. A phenomenal game for for Sam Coffee, who provided multiple assists in this game. But it's just an absolute treat of a game. Oh, it such an excellent NWSL match, to sort of kick off week 13 yeah. and I it just let me watching more. I was like, God, like they're going to leave and, <laughs> and they're not going to be How sad for week 14. Like, geez. no, I mean, it, frankly, like this was the
2: best way to kick off the weekend because not only did we get to see three from Smith, but I think the Morgan Weaver goal, um, really excites me about a type of player. We're talking about how the World Cup is coming up and players are leaving, and it it gives opportunities for other players to step up, of course, but for those that have already been playing consistently, um, a bit more pressure falls on their shoulders, and I think we look at someone like a Morgan Weaver knowing that she's going to have a bit more pressure on her shoulders to find the back of the net. So she gets one in this match, the, the 65th-minute goal um, to take things up even more, uh, another notch for Portland, and at this point, she sits between the center back. She gets in behind. It's a, it's the ball in over the top. I mean, good stuff from Weaver. Good stuff all over the place. Like this was this was such a fun game. And Washington drops right. They they drop three points. They yeah. drop the top of the table. We'll talk about it because we're ending June here. But it Portland is on a roll.
1: On right, a roll. So we've got Smith. We've got Dunn. We've got Rodman, Kingsbury, Sanchez. Give me Sullivan Sullivan for for the spirit. You got to give me uh, one player that you think is going to come out of this game and say, actually, I can be better. Oh, that's a good question.
2: Um, I think Rodman. I think Rodman. I think there were moments when she was quiet, um, especially when you look at Sophia Smith, and not that they're comparable in, in their talents and what they can do, but the fact that they are both dubbed as like the young stars of this mm-hmm. team, the young stars of now, right? They are young, but they have experience. And I think Rodman um, wants to contribute a bit more. And, and honestly, I bet she finished that game and said, wow, thank goodness Smith is on my side moving forward in these next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, no, I feel you. I would, I would say, you know, I think I've been agreeing with you to, to an extent. I, I don't know if uh, like maybe it was a little bit of a quiet game. I would say maybe it was yeah. like more just kind of an average game. Be, there were just so many players who were having these like kind of out of their minds kind of, kind of mm-hmm. games. And maybe, you know, Robin and, and Sullivan had quieter games. So um, I'm eager to see their response in, in camps and how they sort of take that energy going into, into their, not just the world cup, but you know, the upcoming uh, send off game that they'll have on July 9th against uh, against Wales. So, um, Fun one for us to talk about. I couldn't wait for us yeah, to get to this game and, and and chat about it. I believe we both win Portland in this one well, as well in terms of picks. So let's see for our next recap, if we were correct in our predictions. We had Orlando Pride versus Kansas City Current. Two to one in favor of the current. They're walking away with all three points. I believe, memory serves correctly, I did go with Orlando on this one. No, we both did. We both
2: went with right, Orlando. So rough on our parts. But I am – Happy for Kansas City getting you this did win.
1: have on you did have on record. You're like, look, if there's if there's certain availability for Curry yeah. here, things are going to change. And that's absolutely what happened here.
2: That's exactly what happened because um, Kansas City gets this win. But availability for both sides. Right. Marta was back for Orlando Pride, Brazilian international, after she missed the last couple of weeks with hamstring tightness and soreness. Um, but Dabinia is is a player that's just cooking and grooving right now. And with Kansas City, um, Morgan Gattrall, Vanessa Di Bernardo in the midfield, this current side, we got to see throughout this game, glimpses of how dangerous they can be and the potential that this team has. Um I, I mean Divinha on fire for Kansas City. They they need to get things going quickly. Uh and she does it. I mean it's Bernardo that forces this in the midfield. She forces a turnover from Orlando. Dibinia picks it up and it's it's cheeky. Um she scores and, and finds the back of the net, but that's the the factor there. It's that Di Bernardo is putting the pressure on and forcing this turnover. I mean that two assists in this game for Vanessa DiBernardo for Kansas nice. City goals. I mean, I know you've been high on her for years. She spent 10 years in Chicago, um, a, a true veteran, one of the free agents that Kansas City picked up in the offseason that we knew was going to be a game changer, but now we're seeing the pieces come together where it's the top three big it's for free agents, Dabinia, Vanessa DiBernardo, Morgan Gattrall. And the, I, I said this in the preview. The more minutes that those three get together, the more Kansas City is going to climb the table and just get to the top of it. Um, uh, because before you know it, it's 2 nothing. Kansas City's going into the locker room on a C.C. Kaiser goal after good spells of possession, good moments of counter-pressing against Orlando. Um I mean, Orlando was giving the ball away and Kansas city was capitalizing on it. Maybe not
1: as much as they could have, but they still did in, in those moments. So it's, it's a, do you, would you say that this one was maybe a little bit of, of two halves for you because yes. it was an excellent first half, right. For, for Kansas city. Outstanding game for Vanessa DiBernardo. Um, I think this is, this is a game that Kansas city current fans can maybe kind of circle and say, this is a hundred percent why the current went out and made sure that they picked up one of their multiple three free agents and and made sure that they targeted yeah. Vanessa DiBernardo. It it looks different uh, for DiBernardo when Gutra is available and Dabney is also. She's she could you have gutra who's who's this calm, collected presence on the ball can re- retain possession. You've got DiBernardo who can ultimately kind of be that springboard, essentially for. Um, players you know in in, in Dabino or Hamilton or Kaiser um, and hopefully we get to see more of that for for the crowd yeah. if we do watch out but the second half here adjustments what was said in the locker room but it's it's different they don't they don't they didn't build on it enough for me in in the the second half. It's not
2: putting together a 90 minute game. Right. And that's, that's what I mean. Like the more minutes that these players can get together playing consistently, it's, it's only going to help them. And it sounds so trivial to say that um, at at halftime, Kansas city came out flat and Orlando uh, used that momentum to kind of ride that wave a a little bit that they could. Um, Yeah. I mean, it, it's almost like the mental side of it for KC, right? Like, are they getting complacent at this point? Because this is now back-to-back weeks where Kansas City went up to nothing. Now, this time they hold on. Last week they, they ended up losing 3-2 to Washington Spirit. They hold on to this one, um, but they they do – Give Orlando a penalty kick. Uh, Kristen Hamilton, she ends up hitting the ball with her arm inside the box. It goes to VAR, of course, and, and Marta lines up over the spot, burying this penalty kick in, in the 58th minute. Um, and or- Orlando didn't – it's not like Orlando changed as much from the first half to the second half. Yes, they played better. They connected more passes. I don't think they gave the ball away as much. But Kansas City is the team that that their pressure dropped off. And that's what was the difference in the second half, um, and, and that's really what they've they've got to turn around because it, with Morgan Guttrel in the lineup, um, it, it adds more versatility, especially for someone like Bernardo to push higher and to get into the attack. And, and we see when that happens, she gets two assists. She gets shots on goal. She contributes. And I think that's a main reason for this Kansas City win is that DiBernardo was allowed to be higher uh, with Gattrall sitting in in behind her and staying more defensively, knowing that she had that coverage behind her with Gattrall.
1: Could just be just a start, right, of what we're going to witness from Kansas City down the stretch. and <laughs>
2: Magic.
1: They're no no strangers to to putting together a strong second half of the season runs. Um, And, yes, they will lose Avina for the foreseeable future. And uh, they're going to have to try to figure out how to manage games uh, depending on how long they may lose her for. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because the break is not the entirety of the World Cup that we keep talking about. There are matches that they have to... um, competing and they still have a shot for for challenge cup they're definitely in contention for that what are they going to look like in in those games uh, you know without a player of that caliber so uh good for them to close out on a win i think before they you know they lose uh, a player like but uh, for orlando pride i'm still kind of looking for Mm -hmm. i'm still kind of looking for for them to kind of hit that consistent wave we've seen them go on a on a run this season but they're starting to kind of look a little streaky uh for me and i think in again we're talking about players that they're going to lose it's not just going to be martha it's going to be adriana as well it's it's there's all these little pieces that i know we don't want to look too far ahead like we like to live in the moment right but uh those are all things i know you and i are are already thinking about uh, in in the look ahead a little bit but for now casey current gets all three points bumps them out of last place. We'll talk more about the standings. We've got two more games to recap. So stick with us after a quick break. All right. Well, let's talk about North Carolina courage versus racing Louisville FC. This one, a narrow match. And I think for the predictions, is this the game that we split Lisa? Yes. I combo had Louisville breaker. Yep. I had Louisville. You had North
2: Carolina. This was, this was our combo breaker. The first one.
1: All right, I, I hate to I hate to see it because I almost thought this one was going to be a draw. But now North Carolina Courage said we're going to take all three points. Uh, I like what we saw out of Casey Murphy. I think mm. this is a player that we have seen her profile elevate over the last couple of years, whether it's been with the national team or with North Carolina Courage, and this is another clean sheet for this player before she yeah. dips out to the world cup for possibly backup responsibility who knows We're who knows how that group stage, who the, the coaching coach staff is going to handle state. how how is the coaching staff going to handle that group stage and will we see um casey murphy get to uh, get a game uh yeah. curious about it i think a game like this just sort of made me be like i don't know there's some, <laughs> there's, some there's some there's some uh Talent here, I think, in the goalkeepers. uh, Yes, but on the other side of things, despite not getting a goal in this game, we saw some more standout play from uh, from Savannah Demello, uh, who we got to see get named to the roster as well. I think maybe if you're if you're Louisville, you're looking at this one as possibly a missed opportunity. Uh, We were excited for this game in the preview. We felt that there was maybe this was sort of the this was possibly the the under the radar kind yeah. of match for folks because there were so many like big headliner ticket kind of games we had, you know, we talked about San Diego wave and Oval rain. We just got done talking about Portland thorns, you know, versus Washington spirit. And we've got North Carolina courage, just very quietly hanging out in the upper half of the table, wow. just climbing and climbing and climbing. Yeah, they're climbing. They're getting to the top. They they're they
2: deceivingly continuing to do this, but in like the best way possible. Um, I, I mean, when you look at like the players that North Carolina has lost. Right. You, they're going up against two of them. Carson Pickett, Abby Erceg. Uh, But as you talked about, Casey Murphy had a tremendous game and she's been consistent in goal. That's what that's why she's on the World Cup roster for the United States, because she's been doing so well. Um, and I think you you look at the midfield with. Um, uh, Deniso Sullivan, Caroline, uh, Maori, like they, these players, uh, we just talked about it with Kansas city, right? Like if Casey's midfield can get more time together, they're going to do better, but they were dealing with injuries. They had to get consistency playing North Carolina. They started the year struggling in their midfield and they couldn't get a grasp on it. But now that they've had time under their belt. They've got, it. they've got it down. They've got a system down where Sean Nahas can play his system that he's been trying to implement into this team, which is a heavy possession team using their outside backs to get forward. Um, that's why he made a trade for Emily Fox. So that's the type of style he wanted to play. And we see from Emily Fox, another U.S. international going to Australia, that she can get forward and send crosses into the box, which we've known. From her year last year with Racing Louisville, with what she's done at the international level. And then you have Ryan Williams, who had floated from a center back into an outside back. And Ryan Williams can be nowhere else except on the flank of the field because Williams contributes so much in the attack with her crosses, with her deception, her overlapping runs chance of getting the assists on the Tyler Lucy game winning goal tonight for North Carolina. Um, it's been fun to watch Williams and Fox and, and Sean Nahas mold this team from what we knew of North Carolina, which was fast getting behind. They're going to counter press. You, you look at Jess McDonald, uh, Lynn Williams, the the fast speedy forwards that North Carolina had for years and now They've got a bit more crafty players. They're gonna to look to keep the ball. They're gonna to look to send yeah. crosses in and get on the end of it.
1: I like I, I like that there's sometimes long stretches of uh kind of lulling us into almost the yeah. opposition into like a false sense of security. Um, look, I think I've said a few times on this show that the footage the, the tape is out. There's there's tape, the footage is there on Demelo. I think yep, there's a way to target or try to scout that player. And I think that North Carolina Courage. Kind of also put the blueprint out there as well. Like, how do you try to 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 contain or isolate, you know, the the talent of this player uh, who's been going on an absolute tear this season, and it forced other players to really kind of get in, involved or be that outlet. I mean, I think. I mean, we saw a, a good game from from Thembinkatlana for for Racing Goals. The place nice. was just like kind of really the the attacker to find herself in the final third to try to get shots mm-hmm. off and, and, and make and generate yeah. something for race good, good backdoor runs, good off ball yep. movement from
2: Catalana. Yeah, uh, honestly, really good. They were but
1: just crazy. they just couldn't they just couldn't yeah. buy a goal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I know. Uh, and listen, you're going up against uh, Casey Murphy, so I, I, don't, I don't blame him. That's a, that's a very tall goalkeeper to try to, 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 to beat around there, but it, I thought the Courage have had a couple games here where they have shown that they can break through on goal, but they've also had games this season where they can show they can win those sort of tightly contested, narrow scoreline type of games, and the fact that this was another one for them I think it's just a really good indication of how they are like really adaptable to certain Mm -hmm. tempos and certain momentum shifts of a game. They look very cool under pressure, and I think that is a dangerous, dangerous recipe uh, for for visiting teams or opposing teams when they go up against the Courage. So it's another three points for them. It bumps them up in the standings, and we're going to talk about that some more, but we have one more game to recap, a game that's probably fresh on everyone's mind because it was one of the games that ended week 13. We have to talk about New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC versus Chicago Red Stars. Gotham FC finally getting a win, closing out the month of June. It's been a tough one for them. They absolutely cooled off a bit in June, but they finally got an elusive three points in this two-one victory against Chicago Red Stars. I believe yeah. we both had Gotham in this one. We said, "Hey, maybe this is the game they're going to do it." Ooh, oh no, I had Chicago. You, had, I said, you had your birthday pick? I you said no Chicago. common sense. I said no common sense. <laughs> preview time for people who didn't join us in the preview. I said, "You know what? It's my birthday." I, I don't want any common sense. I just want Chicago yeah. to get a win, and hopefully they do it for a It didn't happen, but shout-out to Keri Ricardo because she got a goal. That was yes. dope. She made it interesting for a little yeah. while, but Gotham getting it done and finally closing I mean, out the at some point.
2: There's so many different factors happening with this game, starting with the starting lineup. Uh, we had Kelly O'Hara in the <laughs> front line for Gotham, oh. um, no longer an outside back in Look. the front line um we had Allie Long instead of defensive midfield dropping into the back line for Gotham we also had just before the kickoff happened just a few hours before Gotham actually making an announcement of signing a new player an injury replacement player in Manishim um, making her way onto this roster the first time back in the league in, in a number of years she was uh started in the league in 2013 and and she was part of um the, the catalyst of players that enacted change, not only with um, the, the, the union and then the players union and the rules that they were able to put into place, but making sure that it's a fair and equal place. Um, she's now working with us soccer and safe sport to kind of make sure that, that the us women's national team and the men's national team is, is safe and they have HR and people in place. Um, but she made herself onto this Gotham roster to start the game. She was available for selection today. And you know who else was, Midge Purse. Midge Purse for Gotham. It was like the pieces kind of falling into place for Gotham today and and Kelly O'Hara somehow starting in the front line.
1: You know what? I like the response from Chicago, honestly, because you're a bottom table team at this moment. You are having a historically bad Mm -hmm. season in terms of things that you've had to go through as a club. And you have – gotham who has mostly been in the upper half of the table despite not having a great june they're still there they're still considered Mm -hmm. contenders you have your head coach and juan carlos saying you know what i'm just gonna try stuff against chicago red star that is like if you're the opposing team you're like that's disrespectful bro (laughs) that's disrespectful so I like their response. I thought that they played up uh, well against Gotham uh, tonight, but just not enough to to get the result. Again, it's just it's just there are moments you can see phases of the game for Chicago Red Stars where they just they don't have the the, the players, the depth, the bench to sort of come in and have those kind of X factor type of players to to come in and kind of push the game or tip it into another area or shift up the tempo or steal back the momentum but we saw that there were areas where we you know you could see Bianca St. George yeah posing some of the the changes in the shift yeah. or forgot them but I, I think Chicago's a bit frustrated that they didn't get a goal
2: until the 55th minute from Ricardo especially when you look at yeah. the first 20 minutes of this game Chicago had a lot of momentum they had uh, as you just mentioned St. George running forward trying to get on the end of things putting putting uh, Gotham's back line into tough situations that they had to deal with and uh, Abby Smith goalkeeper for Gotham has been tremendous this year um, oh, yeah. she keeps oh, been put yeah. under pressure and she plays um, at, at Very aggressive in her goalkeeper position. She's high off her line. She comes out of the box. And sometimes she can get put in sticky situations, but she was able to work her way out of them tonight against the Chicago side. But there was a few moments where Chicago probably could have had one. Uh, on Smith and and on Gotham where they're gonna want those back. Um, they really are. but uh, Lynn Williams she gets she gets the ball rolling for Gotham at the start of the second half. Gotham wasting no time. Lynn Williams wasting absolutely no time first minute of the second half. she gets on the scoreboard um, before the lightning delay happens. Um, talk about a momentum killer. Yeah, talk about a momentum killer for Gotham, at least at that point, because um, after a little bit over a 30 minute lightning delay in North Jersey at Red Bull Arena for Gotham in Chicago, uh, the game gets going again. It's a corner kick for Gotham. And before you know it, Chicago Red Stars is down at the other end and Kerry Ricaro is is finding the back of the net. Gotham looked like they were still in the locker room getting ready to, to come out of the lightning delay. They in Chicago yeah. came out fighting and swinging.
1: I mean, maybe it was an opportunity, right? You, you utilize those <laughs> a unique opportunity with the weather delay to say, hey, let's try to hit the reset button here because they scored way early into this second half, and eventually maybe you'll get a chance to get back out there and, and, and produce something. I, I, I loved the continued run from Rocaro into yeah. the box. Um, it was beautiful. It's something that I think, folks haven't been able to witness out of Chicago um, you know players making these sort of dynamic and alternating runs to kind of get in a strong position to to convert Uh, but let's talk about how these goals also happen I mean we're talking about the first goal comes off of a long throw-in it's essentially a bit of a broken set piece energy I just how do you not account for Lynn Williams at this point after everything she's done in 2023 it happens and then you have this another dead ball situation where there's a free kick set piece It just just not far from from the goal it's in a dangerous area just outside of the box and you see a wall of four players and they watch this ball go over their heads it's it's you know it's tough and it's tough for a listener although she guesses correctly and makes a, an attempt it just dips i mean into the yeah. back of the net ali long for gotham setting
2: up this set piece with with nightswanger um ali long long. We've seen her do this in years past. She missed all of last year. She was out on maternity leave. Uh, yep. She gave birth to two twins. And now she gets this goal on the set piece. It's her first goal as a mom. Um, a, a big goal for her to get the game winner, the excitement, the celebrations from her. It's awesome for her, but like a heartbreaker, as you mentioned, for Alyssa Nair in goal. The, the way that the shot happened on the set piece is just pieces kind of falling apart for Chicago a a little bit and got them able to kind of get back on the, the winning side of things after they didn't pick up a win in their last four games, they finally snapped that streak. um, Thanks to Allie long. Thanks to Lynn Williams getting goals for the the bats.
1: Good way to close out the month, right? After you kind of were searching for, for a full win and you finally get it. In the final weekend of June, let's run down these standings real quick for everyone so that uh, you see how things close out this month. Portland Thorns are the new number one in first place with 25 points just behind them. We're talking two points separating in second place. North Carolina Courage followed by O.L. Reign in third place, also with 23 points, again with 23 points in fourth place, Washington Spirit. And we've got New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC in fifth with 21 points. San Diego Wave closing out the upper half of the table. In sixth place with 20 points. Then we've got Houston Dash in seventh, Racing Louisville in eighth, Angel City in ninth, Orlando Pride in tenth, Kansas City Current in eleventh, and Chicago Red Stars back where they started in last place. Yeah, 12. it's
2: crazy. I mean, when you run down these standings, not only are uh, the top what Six uh, the play uh, the teams above the playoff line only five points off from each other, but between second place and fourth place, you're all tied at 23 points. Um, it, with Portland only ahead by two at 25 points, it is so tight at this point and and this is exactly what these coaches wanted right they wanted to be competing for those top spots at this point now that they lose their world cup players starting tomorrow um how how do these teams stay at the top how do you if you're at the bottom half how do you continue to climb to the top it'll be interesting to see over the next month not too many games in the regular season but still games and points to be picked up for these teams
1: We'll see. We'll see. By the time we get back together, it'll be a new month. It'll be a fresh month. It'll be July 1. It'll be week 14 we will have at least another week of games to talk about before there's a break in the regular season but this has been a blast as always it's always great linking up with everyone to chat about the recap of matches that's it for us tonight though so thanks everyone for joining and listening to a3 download follow listen to us anywhere you get your podcast can watch us too so subscribe to us on youtube to get alerts for whenever we go live at com slash attacking third and we'll be back this week with more content for you all so stay tuned for sandra and lisa carlin this attacking third